0: today on the marvel cinematic universe podcast a very important message has to be said up top and uh that is that we here on the marvel cinematic universe podcast
1: uh stand with the black lives matter movement that's going on and honestly i was really inspired by a lot of other podcasts in this sort of geeky realm like we always talk about how we don't talk about politics here and then i was listening to a lot of other podcasts that uh you know got into this and we're not going to get too deep i promise but uh just wanted to say that we do support, uh, we support the black lives matter movement. It's just, it's important. And if you disagree with that, totally understand where you're coming from. I have been on the other side of a lot of these issues before, and I've just feel like I've learned a lot. So if you, if you're pissed off by us saying that, feel free to write me a message. I really do like talking to people about it because I, I've had my own sort of uh, evolution on a lot of these topics. Um, and so, yeah, I just, and, and, and honestly, the, the death of George Floyd hit me pretty emotionally hard and uh, it, it, it made me uh, angry and I, I learned, I started learning things that I hadn't really learned in the past. Um, anyway, I, 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 I'd, we actually had a long discussion about this on superhero ethics cause it's kind of more of the place for it, but um inspired by a lot of other podcasts that I heard kind of Doing similar the shoutouts up top. I just wanted to get on get on here and just state say that that's how we feel on this podcast. And if you don't feel that way, we still love you. Uh, and reach out if you want to talk because I think it's a moment that uh, this this moment we're having needs to be had. And I know there's a lot of mi- mis misinformation out there and confusion out there and like a lot of people just trying to incite all kinds of division. In our country, and I just—I was talking to a friend last night, and they—they—they they, they were talking about their po- politics. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm really, I'm really conservative. I'm really right wing." And uh, we got on the Black Lives Matter movement. He's like, "Oh no, I'm totally in support of the Black Lives Matter movement." I was like, "Oh really?" And he was like, "Yeah, because like civil rights isn't politics. It's not a political issue. No, human rights isn't a politics issue. Like you can you can be totally conservative on every other thing, but like human rights isn't a political issue."
0: There was a a random tweet that I saw that was like, what if, like, imagine if you could, if somebody said, or if you said that my life matters, and then somebody came back with, like, wanting to argue against that, like, bro, you're the problem. Yeah, And,
1: and there's people with different opinions on this statement. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to talk to you off this cast, because um, again, this isn't really the place for us to get real deep on it. If you want to hear our views more elucidated, we did a full discussion on superhero ethics this week. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's the most recent episode. It's either the most recent or the one before that, um, where we talked about Stan Soapbox. Stan Soapbox. Yeah. From Marvel Comics. Um, and got into how that relates to the current situation and the riots and the protests and the police brutality and everything. So we get really deep over there, but that's about all we're going to say here on the MCU cast about it. Uh, I mean, for now, who knows? Um, there may be, <laughs> there may be reason to jump in, say more, but like we stay away from politics, but we don't really think this is politics. So we'll be, we're going to do a news and feedback episode now. Uh, love you 3000. Uh, thanks for letting us get on our, our soapbox like Stan
0: i may not feel like we have uh the the clout the the position the right to stand on stan's soapbox but i'll stand beside it
1: yeah we we stand with stan yeah that's it man news and feedback right after this guys welcome to the marvel cinematic universe podcast my name is matthew carroll and i'm jeff randall what is up jeff randall
0: did you did you read your cue
1: <laughs> did it work for you oh no i did not that's funny <laughs> uh in the doc he he wrote my name so that i'd get get to get to my cue uh, <laughs> that's funny uh no i was just you know i was, I was I, trying to help you read it I, I were thrown off by discussion
0: before the uh before the music or whatever <laughs> I was a little thrown off okay you were you were having to say something you're not used to having to say
1: yeah I was I was well guys we're gonna get right into things here we got a few things up top to talk about first off uh, we we're, we want to give away a, a t-shirt um, uh, so any, any t-shirt from the stranded Panda store, uh, at, a you can, uh, for a, last week we did a t-shirt contest, or actually it was two weeks ago we started it for a t-shirt if you went and gave a review over to the superhero ethics podcast. And so the winner of that t-shirt is China teacher zero three two two. That's their, uh, that's their name on the Place on, on, uh, so if you are China teacher 3022, uh, shoot us an email at mcucast at gmail.com and we'll oh, 322. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, <laughs> I, I, th- I think there's only one China teacher,
0: so <laughs> now there's clearly at least 322 of them, <laughs> and that's the one we want is the 322nd. All right, 322nd China teacher,
1: please, uh, let us know uh, who you are and everything, and we'll send you a t shirt. From our Stranded Panda store. Uh, and we're going to do the same thing for the other big announcement. We're going to start another uh, t shirt giveaway this week for our brand new Stranded Panda show. Jeff, tell them all about our new show. Matt, say the title. I like the title. Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Title is Monday Morning Movie Medics. Try saying that. Very quickly at the beginning of every episode. Monday morning movie medics, Monday morning movie medics, Monday morning moody medics. That was hard. That was difficult. That's it's difficult, yeah. <laughs> it's it's alliterative and I love it though. Yeah. Um you can find you can find it at strandedpanda.com com slash mmm. That's four M's. <laughs> <laughs> I counted. Strandedpanda.com com slash mmm. Uh that's four Ms. M M. Four F <laughs> But yep, tell, tell them about the show Because uh, this is uh, this is very related to what we do here um, And on Bingers And uh, I am not on this show This is I don't know why I'm even talking, go for it <laughs> It's because you
0: like talking so much, Matt I do, it's a problem Yep, that's why we have this Anyway, so the show Monday Morning Movie Medics is A, a podcast where we Attempt to save scripts that failed us being Despite being Woefully underqualified to do so um, my coworker at the, the place of business that I actually do my day job at, uh, John Niles, he and I decided to, uh, in the vein of the, of the water cooler discussions that we have on movies, we decided to go ahead and start recording some of those uh, and have discussions on how we might fix movies that were bad. The, the first arc that we have up right now, available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, everywhere you can get your podcasts, um, is about X-Men Apocalypse and how we would correct that story. Uh, you know, spoiler alert, we dropped Berlin entirely. And how the movie could work without Angel and Nightcrawler and Mystique all showing up in Berlin, you'll have to listen to find out. Cool. So yeah, they take, a, they take a
1: movie and they try to break it down, find out what's good, what's bad about it, and then try to replace the bad parts because they're like little, you know, you could have been Monday morning movie mechanics.
0: Ooh, we could have. That's, that's not bad but, either. But you know, it, it was a medic theme because it's similar to script doctoring, except yeah. it's after the fact, so we're medics. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And we're doing triage. Yeah. I I dig it, man. It's been a lot of fun. Um, And so you're you're doing, you're doing that one. And then you've got the next, uh, the next arc is what?
0: I still have seven hours of audio to edit for (laughs) our Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides arc. Yeah. So that's
1: not, uh, they're not, that's not a one, all one episode. They do like four or five episodes for each uh, movie to try to break it down, figure out the problems. It's really cool, guys. So check out Monday Morning Movie Medics. Wherever you get podcasts, if it's not there yet, uh, it should be soon, because sometimes it takes a little while to distribute everywhere, and some of the places don't even allow you to force it to distribute, so you just like have to wait. Uh, yeah. But it will be there soon, and it's definitely on iTunes, and if you go give us a review this week, or give them a review this week, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be giving away a shirt soon for the for and, and that also enters you into the Spider uh, the Avengers video game contest that we keep forgetting oh, to mention.
0: Should we also do a Spider Man Miles Morales video
1: game? Uh, for giveaway? sure, but I think that's a while away. But so we're gonna do Avengers for now. I think that's a good yeah. idea, though. That's probably the next giveaway.
0: Yeah, that's uh, holidays 2020 is what I've uh, yeah
1: what yeah. Well, this is actually I mean, this one's come out in November, so it's gonna be two Mar- big Marvel video games real close together. Uh, anyway. Is it November? I thought it was September. It was, oh, it may be, it may be, you may be right. I may be crazy, but it just <laughs> may be a lunatic you're looking for. That's um, true. <laughs> so go give a review to Monday Morning Movie Medics. Uh, and if you don't want to listen, I understand. It doesn't have me in it. Uh, I get it, but it's, it's a good show. It's a good show. You should, you should give it a shot. Give it a chance. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, so check out Monday Morning Movie Medics wherever you get podcasts. Give it a review. Win a, any T shirt in the Stranded Panda Store. Um, yeah, okay. Also, I wanted to mention trivia. We are still doing trivia every Wednesday. We got a new trivia bot. We did it Wednesday, and it was kind of a shit show because we. Uh, but then, <laughs> then uh, you know, we we turned that Ultron into Vision. Uh, Jeff, like, fully, uh, you know, fixed the bot. To, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Domest- you domesticated the bot, and now we have wow. a. Uh, yeah, man, we have our own. We have our own trivia bot that is like really, really cool, and it's way better. Honestly, I think trivia was the best it's ever been on Sunday. So if you're if you've been checked it out and you didn't like how, how it went or whatever, like we we've been we've been refining it, and now we have robots on our side. So <laughs> Twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv TV, and uh, you can check out the trivia on Wednesday night at seven thirty so um okay let's uh, talk uh, man so many things up top I'm looking at her like notes we also 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 <laughs> also, also uh we also I- ion maker was super sweet uh, to do this uh ion maker uh I think I'm saying their name wrong probably um ayan maybe I'm sorry ayan. it's probably ayan ayan okay ayan uh set us or up ayan. a discord and this is something a lot of you have asked for um because you don't like Facebook And we're always talking about the Stranded, the Stranded Panda Facebook chat, which works for a lot of people But a lot of people don't like Facebook So if you are not on Facebook Or just want to be on a Discord uh, We have a Discord for uh, Stranded Panda Now, um, and I'll put a link In the show notes, and uh, it'll also Be on the website at StrandedPanda.com So you can find the Discord uh, And he says um, to, to get Access to the server, you must go to The Verify channel and click the check mark. This is to ensure you are a human. <laughs> so do that. I don't even know what all that means because I don't know anything about Discord, but I'm about to learn because we're going to try to start a community over there. Oh, goodness. Because <laughs> the thing about Facebook, it's wonderful, it's great, it's a wonderful place to talk. But eventually, I have a feeling Facebook is going to shut groups down just because it does that Facebook always builds up one type of page and then it starts charging you money to make them work properly. That's like Facebook's whole model. So eventually that group, w- while it's wonderful now might start to get kludgy and, uh, or hard to like, like it'll never pop up on your notifications, things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, uh, starting some sort of community outside of Facebook would be awesome. And thank you to Ayan for doing it. Cause we, I did not have the technical know-how. <laughs> I don't
0: want to speak for Jeff. I just never really felt like doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry. No, it's cool. It's cool. I was too busy with the bot.
1: That's what it was. Yeah. You were too busy taming Ultron to, uh, to, to, to build the discord.
0: I was bending the bot to my will. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into our, our one piece of news we have. <laughs> Our one little news thing that's really honestly not even related to MCU. MCU. No, it's not. This week, you know, there's crazy stuff going
1: on in the world. And uh, I don't think Marvel's trying to uh, own the internet this week like they (laughs) often do. (laughs) Like Marvel, Marvel has a wonderful habit of like any other company taking over the conversation, they're like, well, how about this little nugget about Marvel? And then the conversation immediately shifts back. Uh, yeah. But right now they're not trying to shift that conversation, but there was this one small nugget.
0: Uh, yeah, it was that Disney uh, reshuffled their uh, some of their release dates for some of their movies, uh, and one that was going to release in theaters on August 14th called The One and Only Ivan uh, is actually going straight to Disney Plus on August 21st. And you're like, Jeff, why are you talking about things that are not MCU uh, related or even Marvel related for that matter? Well, this is continuing this conversation where the, the COVID-19 pandemic has ravaged the world, and especially movie theaters, because that's not an essential part of you know American business. Uh, for the most part, I mean, theater owners would disagree with me, but it's not essential. It's entertainment.
1: And as a musician, I can verify that entertainment is apparently (laughs) (laughs) non-essential.
0: So with that being a non-essential thing and and movie theaters, you know, having very strict, uh, things that they have to adhere to if they're going to operate at all, or they're just not operating at all. Um, it's looking like a lot of things are coming to the digital platforms and it's up to us the fans to to welcome disney to those digital platforms and say like we will consume the content there just put the content somewhere where we can consume it so the one and only ivan is coming to disney plus on august 21st everyone go watch it so it's
1: not they're not charging for it it's just on disney plus it's just on disney plus gotcha so uh, yeah, we, we we should support their content. I don't even know. So, like, we've said this about uh things like, what was that one about the staff? Onward. On, onward. Yeah, and I don't know if I feel the same way about one that's coming to Disney Plus without charging, because uh, I kind of want them to see that I'm not using my Disney Plus. <laughs> 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 like I want know, them to see that I'm paying for it. Yeah, I, well, I'm paying for it, but I'm not using it, and I'm going to get rid of it if you don't stop, start dropping stuff I actually want. You know, I'm not just going to watch anything you drop. You better drop some Marvel stuff. Better drop some Marvel (laughs) stuff. You better drop some Marvel stuff. I really, there's a lot of speculation. There's no, there's no solid information about it. There's a lot of speculation about the, Anthony Mackie said some things this week about how they're like, he, they're, they're almost done shooting all the stuff. They had very little left to do. I think is what he said. And now that they're shooting again, it shouldn't be long before they're finished. So there's some, there was even some speculation. They think they might actually make it to August, but like, I don't know that that wasn't, he did not say that, but that's a quick turnaround if it is, well, if they had almost everything shot so that they could get into, um, post on most of the episodes or even just most of the episode, you know, like whatever, uh, if they were already able to work on the visual effects, it it could, they could absolutely just slot in a few scenes pretty easily. Um, but it just depends on where they were and what they what they left out, and was it the big heavy effect shots they weren't done with, or you know who knows? Yeah, it is. That is still two months, like like we talked about. Like they 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 shot and included the shawarma scene like the weekend before the movie came out.
0: That was after it had uh, premiered at the El Capitan Theater. Yeah,
1: exactly. So like they could absolutely do it. Is all I'm saying. They could do it. They could. They could. I, I hope, could see it out. I now. hope that they will. <laughs> um, but those are really all the only thing. The only thing we had for news. So let's dive right into feedback and talk about what you guys are talking about this week. Um, we got we got a few people wrote in about how to watch Agents of Shield in Australia because we had that question last week. Oh yeah. So <clears> I like <throat> I like this. It's it's us. You know MCU cast listeners helping other MCU cast listeners get to the content.
0: <laughs> Go find the content. Exactly. We gotta we gotta be able to consume it, right?
1: And by the uh, way, we have no idea. I, I have no idea what the legality of any of these these
0: particular ways.
1: <laughs> so we're just
0: saying we're, we're repeating we're parrots right now. Yep. That's
1: all it is. We're, we're parroting whatever people have told us online.
0: Russell Brill says, "Hey Matt, I watch Agents of Shield in Australia. I stream it on a website called Flickstore. Https colon slash slash flickstore. That's f l i x t o r dot." Flixtor.to.
1: That sounds like exactly the kind of illegal website we shouldn't be mentioning, but apparently somebody <laughs> in Australia watches it there. So that is one is one possibility that we can either confirm or deny the availability or uh, legality of.
0: Uh, I love that you went straight to uh, you know like the the lawyer in you. Uh, yeah, man, for sure.
1: I, I have that lawyer that's actually a like, different guy. He, like, lives in my pocket and uh, oh, pops he out. He sounds a lot like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're we brothers.
0: Oh, um, okay. This is, like, a stuck-on-you kind of situation, or? <laughs>
1: I I, know, I don't know stuck-on-you, but I can only imagine it's, like, a conjoined twin situation.
0: Uh, yeah, actually. um, uh, Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear conjoined twins. Oh, man, I can't imagine that's... That sounds
1: that sounds like a mess. <laughs> sounds like a mess. Uh, it wasn't great. <laughs> uh, at JCJ or JCJ on Twitter said uh, also about watching it on Australia says at ExpressVPN has worked for me with Netflix and Prime only ones I've tried to watch shows in other countries and then he says I'm joking I never did that so I think he's also watching his own legal. <laughs> behind or (laughs) wink wink he never did that
0: yeah he he didn't do that he heard that that worked though
1: yeah he heard from the guy that lives in his pocket the guy that lives in his pocket is a criminal i have a lawyer (laughs) he has a criminal you have a lawyer he has some like internet hacker yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a cybercrime expert for sure, for sure. And uh, this this question, uh, Gavin Fry wrote in and at, and it said, "So I haven't watched Agents of Shield since we saw the alien body. Uh, I really want to watch the new season, uh, and, and we think everybody should watch it. And he wanted to know if he could skip right to the end, or if he could uh, jump, uh, you know, or he, if he could just jump in, or if he, what he needed to watch. So here's what I was th- going to propose to you, Jeff." Um, I propose to you, please
0: don't. <laughs> Marty
1: married. Uh, that's true. Ah, oh, man, why are all the good ones taken? Um, <laughs> uh, but no, here's what I was going to propose for Gavin Fry and anyone else who wants to join in on season seven of Agent Shield. The end of this episode, we are going to do a quick five minute recap of season six, which we don't remember very well. Uh, oh God! <laughs> so, 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 my my thinking is not so much what happened in season six, but what do people need to know to watch what's going on right now?
0: No, somebody did it better. Uh, Katie Rose Button did it better in in the in in the stranded panda chat. Oh, did she on Facebook? Oh, yeah, it was so good. Oh, was it like a uh, just a like like she wrote it out? Yeah, she wrote okay. it out without like having watched it recently. Cool and.
1: I'm going to go find it. Yeah, yeah, do, <laughs> do that. And we'll just throw that in at the end of this episode. So uh, at the end of this episode, we will, we will do a quick what you need to know to jump into the season of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because I do think you could watch this season with knowing very little, but it, <laughs> it definitely starts. The first episode, I feel like if you didn't watch last season, you will be utterly lost. <laughs> but with a few quick, like, um, you know, if you've seen Legends of Tomorrow, they're doing that. <laughs> Why would you reference a worse show? They're doing it better um, okay but we'll, we'll get into the details of what's what's kind of happened uh, in really really big global terms the last couple seasons so if anybody wants to jump in this season just stick around to the end of the show we'll we'll do that all right well let's get into the other feedback those all that was all just like how to watch shield stuff basically um, <laughs> we had a lot of we had a lot of people writing about Australia and then we had people asking. What we should do. So I want to throw this at the top and say we will talk about it at the end. So if you don't want to be spoiled, then you don't have to be.
0: All right, uh, Richard Norman us on Twitter said, "Edipzukast, I found this article on Reddit. I can't take credit for it, but this is the best explanation of Captain America's time travel at the end of Endgame that follows the film's established rules." By the way, love your show. Hopefully, this gets read on the next AOS feedback episode.
1: Okay, he sent an article. I'm not. going We're not going to read the whole article because it's. It's many. It's like a, a couple pages or whatever, um, but uh, I'll explain the basics of what this article. This is this is a. Uh, it was it was on Forbes weirdly, which I don't understand. Um, but what it's what it proposes is that the watches on their hands. It is established in the uh, 2011 timeline or 2012 timeline that they're able to use their watches to go back to a previous time. Uh, and yes, and, and still remain in their timeline as they yep. go backwards. Uh, so what they propose is that Captain America, w- when we see Captain America in the past, in the, I guess, the 50s or whatever, steal those vials. He steals four of them, even though he only needs two because he only needs two for the trip. So he steals four and it's clear on the screen. He steals four. Uh, so they think this Forbes article thinks that this is what he did. He jumped back, uh, lived his life with, Pe- did all the things he needed to do, jumped back, lived his life with Peggy with these extra two vials in his, in his pocket, uh, jumped back, lived his life with Peggy. And then after he lived his life with Peggy, he did one last jump using his, um, uh, his bracelet to the past. He had to have lived past the moment when he went back the first time, and then he jumps to the past one last time and lands somewhere in the vicinity of that park bench, or either even even on that park bench. And their their supposition is that whenever you use your uh, use your wristband GPS thing, you're always jumping to your original timeline.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the platform is supposed to be the anchor point. Like, right. uh, that's, uh, Tony that's said the only it. Way. it, was was uh,
1: space-time GPS. Right, that's the only way to get... The, so in the, in the article, they suppose that's the only way to get back to the future or whatever. But they, their supposition is anytime you jump backwards using, the, using PIM particles and the uh, wristwatch, you're always going back to your own timeline. Because that's what the wristwatch does, and and I guess yeah the uh, the even even if you don't land on it, the platform could be your uh, so they suppose he could jump onto that bench because they've also traveled through time and space when they travel. Um, yep. uh, but they it, it could be that you he jumped two weeks before or something, you know what I mean, and he's been living. Uh, and then he swam up to that bench. I guess <laughs> that's, that's that's the thing that's always been funny to me is like that's a super secret Avengers like like how did nobody notice this old guy just yeah. sitting on the bench in the woods? I mean he is Captain America, so I imagine he could have easily swam up to the uh, up to that dock or whatever up to that uh, little island it, and jumped in jumped onto the bench. But he wasn't wet, um, so I, my guess is he had to use the thing to just land there but then why didn't he just go to the go to the uh i guess maybe he lost his suit there we go he lost his suit
0: (laughs) no matt it's just that it's not thematically pleasing if he if he doesn't go straight to the bench that's the thing that's the only reason they did it like that's it that
1: that's the only and that's why it kind of makes me mad because like we've been talking about this for a year and a half now and the only (laughs) reason they did it was to to like have a pretty shot of captain america sitting on a bench because it is nice it's very pleasant but it distracted the hell out of me because immediately i i I was asking all these questions in the theater while i was supposed to be paying attention to this character moment
0: (laughs) (laughs) are you gonna tell me how you showed up there sir Nope. Don't believe I will. (laughs) (laughs) That was for you and everyone who was asking the question at that time, which kind of included me. But I I got caught up in the moment. I was weeping. I still weep the entire movie. Tears streaming down my face like I'm freaking James McAvoy.
1: Yeah, I get it. Uh, it's it, me too I, It really really is an emotional movie But uh, I was distracted at that moment I will admit And it's just because like my time travel brain Was so pleased that they thought of this cool new version Of time travel that I'd never seen before And then they just did a different thing at the end And it made me so mad <laughs> <laughs> Distracted and mad Okay, so That is a theory um, I Don't really believe that theory
0: though Okay um because Did you read the uh the, the series that somebody wrote on I think it was on Reddit uh where like there were there's multiple different forms of time travel, but they all work in different ways and can all be working at the same time.
1: Yeah. So so I think I did read what you're talking about, but that's not how I took it. Um, the, the, the one that I have more recently heard that, and it's, it's basically agents of shield is presenting this idea. Um, and it, it fits in well, it actually fits in better with what happens in agents of Sh- in Endgame game. Then in game explains it <laughs> because when the a- ancient one talks about that dark timeline, it'll spin off and be dark because they won't have the time stone. Um, then she says that it, if 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 you bring it back you will cut that that string or whatever and that that no longer exists that yep. matches what they're saying on Agents of Shield really well which on Agents of Shield this season with time travel the concept they're going with is that that, that time is in, in a there's a time stream and that stream and, and and this is headcanon this is not in the episode but, but my, the way i imagine it is there's like a Uh, there's something is pulling everything down the stream, right? So there's a timeline and that timeline is divided into streams or it's just a stream. And if you throw rocks in it and sticks, this is from the episode, if you throw rocks from episode one, (laughs) yeah, if you throw rocks and sticks in it, um, it, it it can go around those rocks and sticks Like so that maybe The timeline splits off For a second but it will heal Itself to some degree so maybe there's Like the possibility that it forks For a second but then it will create, it will come back together. But if you throw a big enough thing into the middle of the river, you create or a, enough sticks or enough sticks, you create a dam in the river and the, and the, and the, the, it can't heal itself and it divides the timeline into two separate timelines. Um, and the only scientific thing that I can headcanon that with, that sounds magical to me, except for, um, like the preservation of matter and mass. You know what I mean? Like, are you talking about the theory of the conservation of energy? Yes, um, and mass. Okay. Um, and so, it's it's if if there was a time stream and you create, time cannot be created or destroyed. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like a timeline being created would be a massive um, creation of energy and matter. You know what I mean? Um, it would be it's literally like an entire universe being created separate. So it's possible that like the time time timeline itself goes around these small events to create little offshoots and come back together. Um, And uh, I don't know. That's, that's the way I had. Okay. You see what I'm saying? I see what
0: you're saying. Like it, 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 it reform. It's like a knot in a tree. Yes. And the, the, the lines in the tree reform around that knot.
1: Yes. Exactly. That, that's, that's a good way of putting it. Or, or, or just like they did in the episode, there's sticks and sticks and stones. You throw a stick in a river, Say like the stick is standing up, right? Technically, the river is being divided by that stick, but it's such a small thing that the river is immediately the same river again. So like if you well, go back in time and you never change any major events, you can be that stick. And the timeline just sort of wraps around you and kind of reforms into the timeline that it always was. Yeah. But if you do something so big, it creates a new timeline.
0: There's caveats to to the individual stick though because you're you're thinking about it on a two-dimensional plane. If you include the third dimension, there's a bit more that's going on there. But like you know, if it's a huge stick, like there's still parts of it that are being changed and that's that's what Mac is talking about with the ripples not waves. Right. But well, still, no, I,
1: I, I, you could be a long stick as it were. But if you're if 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 you're not diverting the river, if you want to you want you want to get into the third dimension with it, marry um, me. <laughs>
0: I'm proposing to you now.
1: <laughs> it, it could be, <laughs> it could be a uh, you know like like a instead of a stick, it's a tree that fell directly in the center of a river, and that yeah. tree divides the river. The river is still in the same river bed. It's still mostly staying in the same river. And then once that that tree is is ended, the river can wrap itself back into into a tidy timeline. Um and, and I, I suppose Captain America would be the tree planted <laughs> by the river of truth. You see what I did there? <laughs> no the river of time. <laughs> the tree he's the tree Planted in the river of time
0: He, he looks and, at the time stream and says no You move
1: That's the nerdiest shit I love it All right, uh, So so I think that that's what they're going for um, And I like it I like it because it allows For the, the creation Of alternate Timelines but it doesn't Necessitate them always Which allows for things like grandfather Paradoxes and Um, All these other paradoxes that, like, you can do in time travel that can cause problems, but they don't have to if you create these sorts of uh, this sort of time. It, It is sort of magical, though. But the thing is, we have magic in this world. We have a time stone like this could be one of the functions of the time stone. It keeps the time stream moving. You know, it keeps time
0: moving forward. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Instead of shooting off in another direction and creating another timeline. Like maybe that's maybe it's exist. It's very existence. And that's what the ancient one says, which like given all of this discussion, it's interesting that the other time that we have this conversation about it splitting off and cutting it and it coming back together and healing itself is around the removal of the time stone. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it seems like that might have been on purpose, but maybe not. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that's that's all very that's all very nerdy and interesting, and I, I like it a lot.
0: Yep, it's very clear that uh, Back to the Future is your favorite movie ever.
1: Uh, it it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, which uh, we, if we ever we, we we keep talking about it, and I keep saying we're going to do it eventually, but I I I know that we have such a strong MCU fan base. That we haven't yet. We keep saying we're gonna do other movies in the geek trivia, uh, or do just like a general geek trivia. Uh, throw some DC stuff in there. Throw some uh, Back to the Future, some Firefly, like whatever, you know. But uh, so far, we have not done that. Uh, but definitely, one of the first ones we will do is back is the Back to the Future movies.
0: <laughs> Absolutely,
1: and we could do it. Oh, at the same time, we could do bingers episodes based on them. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could. I'm down for that. Back to the Future is my <laughs> jam and if you guys haven't seen it, you just should. It's like it's kind of an old movie at this point. There's probably a lot of people in the audience who haven't seen it. Um our next message from Jax Vibrant. Vibrant Jax is how I know him <laughs> cuz he comes to the chat on a uh, Twitch. Uh he talked about last week he sent in a message about Scott Lang um at, there, was a, there was a flaw in Endgame And I feel like we might have even talked about this before Now that I know what he's talking about He said there's a flaw in Endgame where The camera is spinning around the big obelisk At the monument to the fallen You know, the dusted Yeah, yeah, yeah And the camera spins around And he said that Scott Lang is not visible And then he's suddenly visible And I was like, I don't remember that I'll have to go back and watch I bet it's an editing technique or something and he was like no 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 he, scott lang is not visible and then i, I find he he posted the clip and i realized he meant the name scott lang is not visible
0: <laughs> so yeah the the text scott lang was not visible on the uh, on the the slate that he was looking at and then the camera goes right back to over his shoulder and there he is right in front of his face mhm and It
1: is clearly not there in the previous shot. And then when it yeah. cuts to him reading his own name, it is, you know, it, it is right where it was not a second ago. So he's right. It is a mistake. I just like straight up misunderstood his... Like explanation, the first time I thought he meant oh, well. the human being Scott Lang wasn't there, <laughs> and then the shot cuts and he was there. I was like, oh, that, but that's a it's like a panic scene where he's like running around the obelisk. I was like giving all this credit to Endgame that it was like an art art tour decision to have him jump and jump into the shot, but he meant the name Scott Lang, which has yeah. I feel dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got our uh, weekly Matt feeling dumb. Yeah, you're you're welcome, everyone. I, I feel like Check. that's one of the things that grounds everyone. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's a it's a crazy time right now. We're all going through a lot of craziness in the world, and you know, you need those things that are stable that you can. This hang is on our anchor. To. Yeah, and I'm happy to be that. My me me <laughs> me being stupid, me saying a stupid thing, admitting that I'm feeling stupid is is, is a is an important part of everyone's week.
0: It's an important part of the MCU cast. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next up, uh, Ryan Warchus sent us a message on Twitter. It says, all this Ansel Elgort talk reminded me that he makes music, too. Just checked, and he has six singles on Spotify. I know Matt's a music junkie, and I thought he might want to listen. Maybe Ansel can be casted in Matt's MCU musical when it hits Broadway? <laughs> also, I'm nervous typing this because I feel like I'm messaging celebrities. I'd say you guys are C-list celebrities at this point. LOL. A-list in my heart, though. Ah, <laughs> thank you. You're thank an you, A list
1: listener in my heart. Yeah, for sure. I, I I wrote him back and said we are definitely Z at best. <laughs> maybe Y, uh, maybe maybe. But it's like an exponential drop from A B C D E F G H, all the way down to the Z's, and that's that's we're we're in there somewhere.
0: <laughs> I I'm even not sure, but I think that we've heard of the alphabet. Of celebrities, and it would be nice to be in an, in in a list somewhere. <laughs>
1: but no, that's that's very sweet. But no, we are in no way celebrities. But uh, yeah, so uh, Ansel Elgort does make music, and I did not know that. And I checked it out; it's pretty good. It's kind of like pop
0: hip hop kind of thing. It's pretty good. Okay. I dig it. Okay. Cool. Well, that <laughs> I hate to be the negger, but like that doesn't denote acting talent. But no. I have heard from the other listeners writing in that he has some chops. I uh, still have not oh, yet yeah. watched the uh, the things that he's been in.
1: Yeah, he's, he's really good. He's really good. I, I like him a lot in um, uh, Baby Driver. He's really, really great in that. Uh, but that's yeah. that. Edgar Wright, I mean. You just can't go wrong. I feel like every, yeah. <laughs> everyone shines in an Edgar Wright movie, uh, and, and he definitely does. I saw the
0: the trailers for Baby Driver, and I was like, that looks neat. I'll watch that if I have time and I haven't had time. <laughs> never had the time. Yeah,
1: never had the time for a baby driver.
0: <clears throat> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Wolf said Matt in all caps. I agree with you that the Harry Potter movies feel like a highlight reel of the books, but that's the way it has to be to keep the movies under 10 hours. They have cut some things, but I think they did a great job, in my opinion. Feel free to read this in the Matt Sins Against Baby Harry episode. (laughs) Matt can't help but piss off a fandom. I don't. I don't think I said anything bad about the movies. I like my
1: point was about Divergent and the fact that you watch it and it feels like a highlight reel of the books, which made me think Divergent, uh, the book series was good. That was my point. I did Matt not mean is to, the fan of Menace. I did, I did not, I say nothing bad about the Harry Potter movies, except the first one looks really cheap. But other than that, <laughs> um- <laughs> i said so
0: nothing bad except this bad thing i'm about to say right now <laughs> and then that's gonna be
1: it <laughs> no nah, going back like because they weren't they, they weren't huge blockbusters yet you know it's kind of like a test like they they yeah. were big they were big books but if you rewatch the first like watching the first one versus the eighth one it is the quality difference is insane yeah um, it's wildly wildly different yeah yeah they get they get better and better from a like just just a Like the first one feels like it was Made by like PBS Like at moments like the very beginning When like Hagrid's landing on His street and he's coming into the house The whole thing feels so small And like all the effects And it just I think the first one looks Like trash honestly I still think they did a good job though I, I I think the uh (laughs) <laughs> I know I, I know I'm, I'm digging myself a, a further grave by trying to defend Myself this is what I do this is what I do Star Wars sucks let's move on Oh all right. <laughs> I'm just kidding I don't think Star Wars Sucks it's just I Just I
0: just I, you know Stop there's Stop a reason I do you're the MCU cast
1: It's it's my favorite
0: <laughs> I will say though that uh, In Harry Potter Versus defense If eh, um, if, if that's, a, if that needs to happen, uh, the movies do feel a bit more adult in content and in tone, the, the farther along they get. And, you know, that's, that's reflected, in, you know, that's the age of the characters being reflected and, yeah, and kind of that loss of innocence as, yeah, as time goes on. Sure. And
1: the books are the same way. Um, and I, I, I really do like the Harry Potter books a lot and I, I, I like, the movies a lot too. I just, they, they got bigger budgets as they went on, is all, I'm, is all I'm getting at. Yeah. I think they did a really good job with what they had.
0: Yep. They, uh, they certainly beat out Pirates of the Caribbean uh, on Stranger Tides <laughs> on the, the final year. Yes. Yes. I would agree. Because that's, that. what was that? Nope. That was 2011.
1: On Stranger Tides. I, I, you're, you're, I, is that the third or the fourth one? That's the fourth one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, you know, the pirates movies, a lot of people really hate the second and third one. Third ones. Um, do you how, how do you feel about the second and third pirates movies?
0: I feel like they were an afterthought. Hmm. But as far as like you know, they they remind me of the Matrix. Yes, agreed. You know, the, the Matrix was written and it was done, and that was it. What you know, brush your hands off, you're done. And then somebody was like, some, some executive was like, you know what? This did really good. Can we get more in that world? And they brought back the same director and the same writers and everything for, uh, for pirates, same way that they did for the matrix and all of the same cast came back and it should have been good, but there wasn't really like, they had to make up some extra stuff. <laughs> um, and it wasn't necessarily the best, but honestly, I feel like *On Stranger Tides* was worse than the the second and third ones, and right. wildly incoherent and, and inconsistent as far as character. At least with two and three, they were consistent with the characters. Yes, they were. And the thing that really makes me
1: uh, enjoy the two and three, I, I've had a lot of pe- heard a lot of people really give them shit, and and then I went and watched two and three. Uh, like I, went, I watched all three one uh, in a, in a, like a couple of days, and the second and third one, the biggest problem with the second and third one to me is they don't feel complete without each other. But if you yeah. watch them as a trilogy, like you watched all three together, it's a really solid trilogy. I think that and and that's the same way I feel about uh, the Matrix movies. so you are very apt example because I think that the first one. And and you know it's it's the Star Wars problem partially like it's the no, not the one that I talk about um, it's the Star <laughs> Wars problem in that like the second one which is great Empire Strikes Back uh, it's it's everybody's favorite uh, but it ends on a down note and is not a complete story but if you watch the first Star Wars the first Star Wars A New Hope feels like a complete story and I actually think it has the same. Um, same sort of thing where if you just watch a second or a third one in any of those series, they kind of feel incomplete and like disjunct, disjointed a little bit. But if you yeah. know where they're going and if you like are there, there for the ride, I think all three of those series are good.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's, um, you know, that's kind of the unfortunate thing about how they did it. Um, you know, they didn't really like they didn't Lord of the Rings it, you know, because like Lord of the Rings went into it knowing this is going to be a trilogy. We know that this is going to be three really freaking long movies. Let's shoot them all at the same time. Yeah. And uh, did you see the the Zoom meeting that the cast of Lord of the Rings had recently? I did. Oh, okay. So you remember? Um, yeah, Ian McKellen said that his first his first scene that he shot was showing up at Hobbiton. And then the very next day, the last scene that, or the the second scene that he shot was saying goodbye to everybody. <laughs> oh wow, that
1: makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. That in that like the way they, the way they have to shoot those is all. I, I don't know. Like those actors just happen to be in the same place at the same time. That's just how they had to think about that whole production. It's really really amazing. Yeah,
0: I mean. The, the timing on it's all over the place, but you know, or at least the timing of the shots, but I mean they shot all of them, all three of them at the same time they knew that their overarching three movie story you know, they knew what it was going to be but Pirates didn't have that luxury, The Matrix didn't have that luxury, Star Wars didn't have that luxury They they were putting something out there just to see what would happen and then it did well and they were like Okay, well, trilogies are the thing, so we need to make two more movies, and then they knew that there were going to be two movies, and so they made those linked together Yeah, instead of, you know, making them independent. Well, I I mean,
1: I think that's – I I know that, like, he can say he wanted to do a trilogy all he wants, but, like, when they made Star Wars – and, and they could have planned for a trilogy, but there's no way they could have known the impact that Star, no. Star Wars would have, you know? Yeah, no, I not mean, at all. It, it didn't have an impact. It took them three months before people realized it was a thing. Like, it was in theaters, and then it just, like, slowly grew, like, uh, everyone—it it grew by word of mouth and stuff, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah. Like, and and so I don't know that they knew— I'm sure they didn't when they made the first Star Wars that like there was going to be a trilogy. <laughs> yeah, they might have wanted yeah. to, but uh, yeah, it's really neat. Uh, yep, and so yep. so so I don't think that's a necessarily a problem. I just think you have to put it in that context. And so I don't think I felt that way when I watched when I originally watched the first, the second and third Pirates movie. I didn't know that it was going to be a trilogy so I guess I just didn't go in expecting that you know what I mean so like when I go went back and watched Star Wars as a kid I knew I was getting what I was getting into and I was getting into this trilogy and uh, you know just it it puts it in a different context for you
0: yeah you know what uh, thinking about it now what could have been a a fun uh, I don't want to say gimmick but a a fun through line or a a fun concept for the Pirates movies is to you know because when, when we first meet Jack Sparrow, in the first movie, he is an established pirate. He has done all kinds of things. People have tales of him. You know, Elizabeth Swan is like, "You're the pirate who did this, 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 and this." And he's like, "Yeah, that's me." But like, why is the rum gone? Anyway, so he has this established. Well, life.
1: that that's that's his. Uh, it, I gotta say, in the, in that movie, that's only because he has said that.
0: Well, no. Elizabeth knew, like you are Jack Sparrow. You sacked Nassau port
1: without firing a shot. Yeah, but that's only because she's been on the pirate ship, and th- and that he had told her that. I don't think he, I don't think his legend preceded him in the in the first movie. I think it's, it's yes, he did. Uh, it it I did. He. he had, I don't know. I will have to go back and rewatch it. But
0: James Norrington pushes his sleeve up, sees the tattoo, and says, "Well, well, Jack Swan." or not swan shit, Jack Sparrow. (laughs) And he's like, you have to be without a doubt. And he's like, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow. It's like, I don't see your ship, Captain. I'm in the market as it were. Anyway, so he's heard of him. His legend is there. He is established. Anyway, so the, the, concept for the movies going forward could have been just jumping around into different stories of Jack Sparrow's various adventures throughout his life and not even connect them other than Jack Sparrow is here on somebody else's ship.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. You say that. I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the answer. I, that's what they did with in on stranger tides. I feel like, and that's the problem with On Stranger Tides, in my opinion. Which I know that you went way deeper on this on Movie Medics, and we'll be hearing yeah, that, we'll be hearing about that soon. But to me, the, the the problem with On Stranger Tides is it that he is the protagonist of the movie. Um, yeah, he is supposed to be the Han Solo or, or or some figure like that. He's supposed to be the like the kind of like comic relief, fun, exciting third guy. And the story is about uh, the two the two love interests, and I think that that's to me that's what happens with On Stranger Tides. Is he becomes the focus of the movie, and he's it's it's like so many other things. You make them the focus of the movie, they lose what's interesting about them. So many characters are that way. Yeah, they did that with
0: Solo. That's what we complain about with Solo.
1: Exactly, exactly. That's when you when you have to give a character part of what's so interesting about. Jack Sparrow is you kind of don't ever know if he's going to make the right decision like he he yeah. is the pirate he is the scoundrel I mean you know this is I mean, it's very much uh, Han Solo like it, he's the scoundrel so you could conceivably see him making a bad moral call whereas your protagonist at least in, in, in a lot of these movies you want them to be the upstanding citizen and you want that uh, scoundrel to be that third outsider and so I think that like making him the protagonist of the fourth movie was like the biggest problem to me. And so like, I like that the first three movies maintain, um, I can't even remember their names, Elizabeth and what's the guys, what's Orlando Bloom's character's name? Will will, will. Turner, oh, Will Turner. That's it. He's S- a spitting image of old bootstrap bill. Yeah. Come back to us. It's been a long <laughs> time since seen those movies, but I, I had strong opinions when I saw them. <laughs>
0: yeah, clearly. Like, I don't remember the movies, but I remember the opinions. I, I, exactly.
1: That's, that's, <laughs> that's for, for sure, that's why we have to rewatch things before we actually cover them on podcasts, because, like, you yep. know, my opinions are often based on erroneous things that
0: I remember. <laughs> so let's get back to the MCU talk. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so Marshall Naylor sent us a message. Uh, Avengers is food. Bucky's a plum. He wanted one in Civil War. They're both misunderstood. Awesome. I feel like I'm the only one who loves them, and they both have a metal left arm. Okay, maybe not the last one.
1: (laughs) I like it. I like it. I like the idea of a plum character with a metal arm. Somebody draw some fan art of that. (laughs) Plum with winter soldier arm.
0: You know what we really need? We need Bucky with the metal arm, and instead of the star on his metal arm, he needs the plum.
1: Yes. Oh, that'd be good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but then I'll just feel like I'm like losing at a casino Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want to feel like I don't know like just like plums and cherries and It's it's really just uh It's just notable that when I think of fruit I mostly think of casinos That's that's that tells you something about my diet Um and how much I need more fiber
0: <laughs> Okay okay
1: <laughs> Just teasing uh, That's funny, Marshall. Thank you for that. I did not... When does he say he wanted to eat a plum in in Civil War? Uh,
0: He was shopping
1: for plums in Civil War. Oh, that's right. I remember that. That should have been a trivia question.
0: Maybe it will be in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the the trivia question is, what should Bucky be? (laughs) Dylan Diggs sent us a message. So, my son and I are rewatching the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. He's too young for it, but let's just not tell my wife she won't be listening uh anywho it's reminding me how awesome that show and the x men show cue the theme song. Thank you for inserting that Matt. you're welcome <laughs> i um I'm, I'm hoping beyond hope that you actually played it, but it would also be really funny if you didn't yeah, no that's that that was the that was definitely gonna be the joke <laughs> okay he says anywho, it's reminding me of how awesome that show and the x men show was and importantly how well they tied together plot threads and characters throughout a season. Just watching the X-Men crossover episodes made me think the third MCU Spider-Man movie could be an excellent way to introduce at least Xavier and the Academy. Uh, So I have a theory. It won't happen, but it's fun to speculate. Spider-Man 3, A New Home, features an arc where Peter Parker, on the run, finds refuge in a school for the gifted, led by Charles Xavier. I'm not sure how they want to explain the mutants, but let's say it started due to the snap or the blip. The mutants could still be in hiding and or just forming. This might be just a few scenes or a small thread in the movie, but I think this could be a great way to sneak some mutants in there.
1: That'd be neat. And he says, if they do this, uh, I'm hoping for the theme song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> aren't we all, aren't we all? Uh, yeah, it would be nice. It would be really fun if in the, uh, like, in the in, in, the score of the movie, there's, like, a small nod to the X-Men, 90s X-Men theme when they finally get introduced. You know, hmm. I'm sure they're going to want to give their own score as well. So, like, I don't necessarily think it needs to, like, be based on it or anything, but, like, it would be it would be a neat nod to the fans.
0: It would. I was just thinking, like, do they have the rights to that? And then I, like... My brain turned back on And I was like oh yeah I watched Disney Plus Like earlier today Just to hear the sound of uh, Well I mean that But just to hear Mr. Sinister Heal <laughs> Like the, the sound that Mr. Sinister's Body makes when it heals It's, oh, it's so gross Ugh, I don't remember that I don't think I want to <laughs>
1: uh, We got a couple of voicemails oh, oh yeah, You want to hear a voicemail? Sure Alright here we go Hey guys, Jordan Pierce again, uh, listening to your, uh, Disney Plus shows, our filming episode, and you're talking about the Deadpool 3, where he could, uh, kill off all the properties that don't belong in the MCU, and I think this is an amazing idea. And Matt, I think you're on to something. Someone can change his mind. And I can't believe you guys aren't thinking of who it is. There's two people! Two people could change his mind! He is in love with, he is enamored with, who? Captain America, that's his hero. And then Peter Parker, Spider-Man could change his mind. You just have to have Spider-Man drop into a fight while he's fighting the Avengers and be like, why are you doing this, man? And he would be like, oh, I love you. I won't do this anymore. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I just, okay. I, I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. We love you too. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Uh, I, I know. Yeah. He is like enamored. Is he enamored with Spider-Man as well in the books? I only remember him being enamored with Thor. Oh, is it Thor? I, I, yeah, that's right. You told me that. Maybe he's just enamored with all the big heroes. He's just like, oh my God, I love all of the Avengers. You're so pretty. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember you telling us that a couple weeks ago, how he's like, he thinks Thor's beautiful.
0: <laughs> oh, that's oh, really here great. we go. I just uh, found some comic panels that he grew up idolizing Captain America. Oh, Nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah I, I
1: that would be super fun. That'd be a super fun nod to the comics if like he just grew up loving Captain America. Uh you know, and in maybe in his universe that Captain America still existed. Um whichever universe he ends up being from or however they connect that. Yeah, I would love it. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. we got one more voicemail here.
0: Hit me with your voicemail. Ban na Come on and hit me with your voicemail. Burner. Okay, here we go. <laughs> thank you for going along with that. <laughs> of course, always.
1: <laughs> the IP was coming from inside the house. I got your junk, Matt. I fully got it. The phone call was coming from in the house. I've always heard that. I, thank you. I, I, I laughed.
0: Sorry that Jeff didn't
1: get it. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you for jumping in and, let, and letting me know my joke did not go completely over everyone's head. Because, uh, yeah, I'm not good at making relatable jokes. Sometimes Uh, that (laughs) movie—what is the the phone calls coming from inside the house—is like from a horror movie from like the '80s? Maybe is that, or is it older than that? Mm. Or or, no, is it just a? uh, There is a movie where that happens, but I think it might just be like a campfire story.
0: Was it Scream? That sounds like something they would do on Scream, but Scream was trying to do a riff on like every other Scream was a riff on it
1: for sure. Uh, Apparently, yeah, I don't know. It's there's there's the call is coming from Inside the House. One is a nineteen seventy nine movie called uh, When a Stranger Calls. Oh. Um so that Which was remade
0: in two thousand six. Yes it was. Yes it
1: was. That's so I thought it was eighties, but yeah, right before the eighties. I just remember it I remember always knowing that reference. Like that reference is built into my DNA somehow. It's really funny. My parents are like super religious and they are like, I don't know, super religious, super conservative people, but for some reason they had no problem with watching any horror movies really strange like I do, I still hmm. don't understand it to this day like wh- what were they thinking like I just watched so many horror movies as a kid
0: it's crazy hmm. I was terrified of them I couldn't do it my mom tried to get me to watch uh, Friday the 13th and I got to like the first part when the, uh, the teenagers like fell down and then the title card hit I was like nah I'm done I'm out (laughs) and I've never seen any of them. Well,
1: I, yeah, I loved, it's actually, uh, you know, I, you know, we talk a lot about how I love a connected universe and I always say Star Trek is one of my first ones. Uh, but honestly, if I had to really go back further than Star Trek, which is crazy, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it's Jason and Freddy. Like those were my earliest, <laughs> those were some of my earliest connected universes. Also, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, but like, uh, th- those, you know, th- none of those really persisted too long into my life. So that's why I don't really bring them up as like my biggest fandoms. But like. Man, I loved the Freddy and Jason movies when I was a kid, and I used to love, like, I used to get on the phone, actually with Dave, the my co-host on the Star Trek Universe podcast, we, we'd get on and talk about Star Trek, but we would also get on and just talk about things like who would win, Freddy or Jason, and we'd talk about all of the movies and how they interconnect, and like, well, what about, you know, in this movie, Jason says this and this, or not Jason says, Freddy says this, and that could connect to this over here, and then maybe they'll fight in this way, and... <laughs> um. Yeah, it's like, it was like a big part of my childhood, weirdly, because my parents were so, uh, you know, like I said, religious and conservative and careful about stuff, but not for some reason, not horror movies. It like just didn't, didn't offend them somehow at all. We listened to all (laughs) Christian music. Um, and then for some reason we watched people get slaughtered in horror movies, like regularly. This is America. You know?
0: Well, all right. I, I don't know how to respond to that, man. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I should probably
1: talk to them and a therapist about it. Them and a therapist?
0: Yeah. <laughs> same time, same room? No, no, for surely not. Okay. <clears throat> so, Trent Morrison has a message saying In the last cast, you were talking about the missed opportunities that that one listener wrote in about. It sparked a question in me. When Tony is rescued, and they are all in the compound, and Steve is being berated by Tony because he wasn't there, Tony rips off his arc reactor and says something like, When you find Thanos, put this on and run. Was that just the thing said in anger and defeat? What could the arc reactor do to Thanos? Oh, he says, put this on him and run. Uh, That's not what he said, that's not what Tony said, but I'll continue reading. Was that just the uh, thing said in anger and defeat? What could the arc reactor do to Thanos? Was it meant to be in the context of being a bomb? I'm sure I'm not the only one that thought. Sorry. I'm sure I'm not the only one that thoroughly enjoys hearing their feedback on your cast. Uh, I've been with you guys since mid 2017. And I can honestly say your cast and you two in general, including Matthew's music have vastly contributed to making my life better over these past three years. I'm really looking forward to hearing Jeff's new cast. And with all these accents he's doing, if nothing else, it gives him range and who knows he maybe an opportunity to become a voice actor might arise from it. Hmm. You know, I mean, I, D&D has given me that, that outlet, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> also on the topic of YA books, for YA people, right Matt? Yeah, for YA people. Yeah. I highly recommend Random Riggs' book, Miss Peregrine's Peculiar Children series. Uh, You get the sense that the author is a complete geek of all things fantasy and fiction, slash adventure media in our generation, like X-Men and Mutants, The Matrix, Harry Potter, so many other things. Being a truck driver, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and the narrator of this series has exceptional range, and makes the experience incredibly rewarding. Anyway, I've written a novel here, and I look forward to your next cast. Keep up the excellent content, and you'll have me as a loyal patron and listener for years to come. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you, Trent. Thank you so much. Thank you so um, much, Trent For real, for real, for real um, For real, for real? Yeah, so I don't think he says put on the arc reactor to Thanos I think he says put it on and run or something like that Like he's talking to the people And it's because the arc reactor is not just an arc reactor It's also his suit,
0: right? Yeah, because that was the that was where he had the nanoparticles Yeah, for the, the bleeding the edge armor
1: So I think he's saying put it on for protection Like um, put on put on my suit and then run Because you can't defeat him
0: Yeah, and I think this is just a a nitpick that I had. It looked like in that point, like by that point of the movie, uh, especially with what happened in Infinity War, he had run out of particles. So, like, he says, put this on and run, and, like, there's nothing in there.
1: Yeah, I think he's just being dramatic, though. I don't think he actually means, if you can find him, put this on. I think he just means, like why fight thanos again we're, we're gonna get our ass kicked again i'm done yeah. and he just leaves yeah, yeah it's more it's more of like that moment in the movie where the cop turns in his badge you know what i mean like he, that <laughs> the, the, that arc reactor he literally takes it off his chest and slams it on the desk like a cop being like i'm off the force
0: i, I slams it in cap's hand but i oh, see what a, you mean yeah, the
1: symbolism yeah. is there that's true that's true uh, okay. So thank you, Trent, for the kind feedback. And, uh, you know, I wonder how many people that listen to the cast listen uh, in trucks because I do. I never thought about truck drivers, how many podcasts they must listen to, because that seems like it would be if I were a truck driver, I would get through so many podcasts and
0: audio books. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, when I was doing the truck driving thing, oh, that's right. You did that. I listened to several albums like multiple times a night to the point to where if there's one album that I can go to right now, it's um, the eyes they see uh, by uh, sugar glider. And if I go to that album right now, it'll have like 80 plus plays on every track. Mm-hmm. I've definitely, I definitely have some tracks like that
1: or some albums like that. Um, when I used to hike a lot, uh, I used to go out and I'd be gone for like four or five hours, two or three times a week. Like I would go hiking on these long, like 16 mile hikes three times a week. And I used to just listen to music almost exclusively. It was really before I knew what podcasts were. This was like 15 years ago, maybe it was a long time yeah. ago. And, um, i would uh I would just listen to listen to the same albums over and over and over out on the hikes. It was before it was before Spotify and things too, so like I just had the MP3s that people had given me or I'd collected over the years. <laughs> and, yep. like I think yep. my iPod didn't even hold that many songs. like it was, it was like that's how long ago that was. Man, it's crazy. I had a Zune back in those days. I think I m- may have had a Zune at some point. Uh, yeah, I did. But I, I also had a Shuffle. That was my first iPod. I
0: think was a Shuffle, and it was like it only held like 150 songs or something. It was really small. Yeah, I remember those things had not much in the way of storage. Yeah, crazy to think about. And they always they always said it in the in the terms of like you can hold this many songs. Like, well, what if what if the songs are like Rush?
1: Yeah, they based you know? it on like the average of three megabytes, which is the average. It's like the average pop song is three minutes, and a three megabyte file is a. Th- a three megabyte file is a three minute 128 kilobyte, um, kilobod or whatever MP3. But yeah, they, they would have been more accurate to say how many hours. Yeah. Yeah. But they did not, they'd say songs, which I understand it's marketing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: so that's all our feedback. Um, this is, this last thing we're going to do is read, uh, Katie Rose <laughs> buttons, uh, explanation and maybe we'll talk a little bit more because I don't know when she wrote this, but uh, go for it. Take it away, Katie Rose Button. This is <laughs> this is uh, so this is spoiler alert for uh, previous seasons of Agents of Shield. If you're wanting to jump in, but you don't want to watch the last few seasons, um, uh, I-, I do think the show is worth it. The show is good, but if you're just wanting to get on board for this last season because you missed the Marvel content, I do think the season is so far having a. <sighs> Somewhat standalone nature, but it does seem like they're doing a bit of a um greatest hits where they're working their way through the series. So it's a little you're gonna miss some things if you jump in, but yeah. Let's see what Katie Rose yeah. has to say.
0: <laughs> uh Katie Rose Button was uh summarizing season six for our friend Matthew westfox who hasn't had not seen it uh yet. Um kind of got a, a feel for where he was and then was like, okay. So, you saw the beginning of Season 6. Basically, Gemma and Daisy found Fitz and Enoch, stranded on a casino planet or something. Uh, Then they got taken by Chronicomps. Then this crazy lady who could sing to control bats bought them from slavers and brought them to Earth in order to meet up with Sarge who looked like Coulson but wasn't Coulson. Crazy bats were let loose into the world that jumped down people's throats and made them explode into space rock shards that built a huge tower that the Bat Lady was going to use to decimate a planet. Turns out, she was just inhabiting a body, same as Sarge, who went around killing people who were taken over by bats uh, with a team of weird alien people who could do things like breathe fire. Eventually, they had to go to this temple to stop the Bat Lady from bringing more more weird alien beings from her planet using all three monoliths, which she got because she brought back Flint and made him recreate them. And then May kicked her ass, but also got stabbed with a space sword in the process. And then Gemma rescued everyone in a ship from the future or something. It was really weird. It was the weirdest season of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think. Yeah, I mean, especially with that description, like yeah. when you put it like that, you're like, "This is a batshit crazy show." Yeah. Why am I watching this? No, it's
1: real. It's a real batshit crazy, no pun intended, uh, season. And I, I, didn't hate it by any means, but it is, it is strange. So um, that's last season. But I, I think what you really just have to know is that. Uh, so big spoiler alerts here. In season five, Coulson died. He chose to die. Him and May got together um, at the very last weeks of his life, and they went off to live on an island together. Um, So that's kind of important to what's going on now. So he is dead. And then a version of him came back as Sarge. And then at the end of season six, they present an LMD version of Coulson uh so l m d being a life model decoy, robot Colson, and so season seven, which is what we're in now, has a robot Colson, and he's more like traditional Colson than we've had in a long time so it's really it's been really yeah, fun he he's been really really fun um, it has been so much fun having this version of Colson and everything else like and basically to save the world the Cro- after after they defeat Bat lady, <laughs> the Chronicoms, uh who have been holding. Uh, have decided to make Earth their new home. Chronica 3. Chronica 3, because their their planet has been destroyed, and S.H.I.E.L.D. stops them. But to stop them from stopping them, the Chronicoms go <laughs> back in time to try to stop S.H.I.E.L.D. from ever forming. Basically, it's the story of like stopping the heroes from existing that need to stop. Uh, Need that save the world So that the world can never be saved it's Terminator It so season seven is Terminator Like just straight up they are John Connor and they're going back and trying To remove uh the History and uh The history of shield so like that's That's what we're getting is we're getting all this jumping through Time into different eras Of shield and seeing what's going On and we get some references to agent carter In there um and there's there's Some references to like the the Hydra stuff with um Winter Soldier, so like it's 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 getting really fun. Um, And there's a character named Deke. Uh, If you haven't watched it a long time, there's a character named Deke now, who's from the distant future, distant alternate future. Um, And then there's uh, a guy named Mac, who is now the director of Shield. So Coulson is no longer the director because he's a he's 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 now dead, and he passed it on to Mac. Uh, And I guess robots don't have the ability to be leaders somehow or something. I don't know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Seems
1: kind of weird that he's not the director if he's if he's just Coulson, but the that I, well, I I wonder if they'll get into
0: that. Like, is he really or, Coulson? And if so, like why doesn't he have more of a leadership role? We've talked a lot about that, but anyway. Originally Colson wanted to pass it off to Daisy, and Daisy was like, This role's not right for me. It should be you, Mac.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's there's gonna be some power stuff, we think, in the season where there's gonna be like there's Mac, who is the official leader of Shield, and then there's Colson who has a lot more um, experience as the leader of Shield, and then there's Daisy, who kind of thinks she should have been it, but she turned it down. So, yeah, there's all that going on. Um, but they don't—they honestly, they haven't really touched on that too much, except for a little, a little bit of uh, drama here and there. So that's that's what's going on uh, in season six. That's what happened in the previous seasons. But really, all you got to know is they're in a time a time ship <laughs> and they're jumping through time trying to fix the things that the chronocomms are trying to disrupt. So the chronocomms are trying to create a dam in the river uh as it were. We talked we've talked we've been talking about it. Uh and they're trying to stop them. And that's really all you got to know to jump into season 7 if you want to. Ah, uh, good stuff. Yeah. All right, so that is our explanation of what's going on in S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, thank you very much to Katie Rose for writing in that uh, explanation uh, she, over on the Stranded Panda Facebook group. Um, uh, she actually won trivia this week. Go, Katie. Yeah. Go, Katie. Yeah, that's right. So if you want to defeat her,
0: uh, beat her top score... Uh, do unseat her from this momentous position of power she's in
1: we are we need some ladies to step up and keep the streak going this is four weeks of ladies winning in a row is that right i think so damn uh we had two nathaniel m's from minnesota win (laughs) in a row the first two weeks and then since then it has been nothing all the ladies have won uh and i that's just that's that's badass good job guys um girls ladies good job ladies um and (laughs) uh you know who run the world girls uh all right well that is all we will be with you guys
0: soon peace until next time true believers